This is Happy Hour with M and Jazz. Today, the girls are all back together to talk about our futures, a topic that stresses us out more than it maybe should. I'm Jasmine. I'm Emma. And I'm Charlotte. Today, we're going to be quite candid as we leave the past behind and talk about our goals, our dreams, and how we're going to make a reality out of them. As third-year university students, we're soon to face the next chapter of our lives, meaning that we're going to have to make some big decisions. So grab a drink, because we'll be here for a while. Alrighty, so this is the last episode of season one. Happy hour. We are all sitting here together. That's it's so weird to think about. 3 p.m. It is happy hour. It is happy hour. We're pretty hour. happy. We're all having a, a little drink. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to happy hour. And um, yeah, we're here to talk about some real shit. Not that the whole season hasn't been real shit, but uh, I think something that's more real to us is our future and that's what we're going to be talking about today yeah we're all going into third year this year and i think it's so weird to think about the fact that we're going to have to think about what we're going to do in the future and the reality of like picking jobs and doing internships and working under people that's going to be so strange i think like a good place to honestly just start the episode so that like everyone has an idea is like a i'm pretty sure everyone knows what we're in but like Let's go over that and just, like, what we actually, like, what we wanted from our degrees. Like, yeah. what what our plan is next, even though that might change in the next year and that might not be what we end up doing. Like, what, what do we see with our degrees? And I think it's important to note that we all have such different ideas of why we're in this program and different minors. So maybe we'll go around, start with Emma, and you can kind of let us know why you're in this program, what your minor is if you have one, and kind of what your goal is for the next couple of years. Sounds good. Um, so basically, I went into this program because the high school I went into was all business focused and all uh, focused on the sciences. And I had no clue what I wanted to do because I sucked at math and I also sucked at science. So I was really scared. Um, and then I took a bunch of uh, time to think about what I wanted and I really liked writing. So I decided, you know, to look around uh, at universities and MRE was a program that I decided to go into and journalism is what I want to do in the future. I decided that I'd stick with the program and I'd stick with that as my job. So we'll see in the future where that takes me, who knows, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. Our degree name itself has changed. So we're all journal communications, major in journalism and digital media. And I personally have a minor in speech as well on top of that. I think that for myself, I got into the program being like, I'm going to be one of two things. I'm either going to be a lawyer or I'm going to be a journalist. Um, and that's still kind of like semi the plan. I'd love to write the LSATs and have the opportunity to get into law school and apply for it and everything. It's like whether you get in like that's So me being a lawyer is just one thing. But um, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I could see like 
corporate comms, I plan on moving once I graduate. And so the reality of like the language barriers going to another country and working in another country on visas, like I actually have no idea what that looks like. So I once had my future so planned out and now I feel like I'm backtracking and screwing it all up by wanting something else, but I want something else that makes me happy. So I think going off of that, um, for me, going into this program was a big step because it meant I wasn't going to be pursuing dance as a career. Um, MRU was my pick instead of going to Ryerson, and I actually applied to journalism by accident. I thought it was my second choice that I was choosing randomly, but actually MRU doesn't do that. They they let you apply to, I think it is two programs. Yeah, yeah. And if you get into both, you pick kind of thing. And I did get into both. I picked journalism over sociology and I'm doing a minor in entrepreneurship and innovation. Um, and I hope to go to law school. And I guess same with kind of what Charlotte said is I feel like I did have a very clear idea of I'm going to finish my degree. I'll be 21. I'm going to go to law school. But I kind of realized that maybe I need to take a year off and actually dedicate that year to traveling. And I want to move to New York for a year and write my LSATs. And for me, I think just taking it day by day right now is like there are so many other distractions and so many other things to worry about in the present that maybe if I push grad school a year, it won't be the worst thing. I think, well, yeah, I think it's super daunting to feel like you've just done four years of school and then you're jumping right back into it, so. I think another thing is, like, pressure, like, external factors and also internal, like, external being, like, maybe the factor that you need to get a job in the future or maybe your professor is pushing you to, like, pursue a career in something and another professor is telling you that you're good at something else and maybe internal factors being your family, like, your family's like perspective, their kind of goals that they've set out for you, even though it's your choice. Like, well, let's go off that, like, respectively, like, what is your guys' family situation about your future? Uh, my family is honestly, they're really chill about it. Both my parents are doctors. So both of them, you know, you'd expect that I'd be forced to, you know, go into all this training for medical school and stuff. But my parents have been so supportive of me because they don't want to force their children to do things they don't want to do, which I really, really appreciate from them. Uh, everybody's been pretty supportive of me. Of course, they're all there are always the times where people remark on the money that I'm going to make as a journalist. Every single time I bring this up with someone, someone's like, well, you must love it because you're not going to make a lot of money. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I think for me, it all like going back to my, I guess, original story was it all started when I decided not to pursue dance and getting past that was kind of a barrier for sure, especially with my mom, because she was a very invested little dance mom. And also like my grandpa kind of, I had vibes that he was honestly not going to pay for my schooling if I- choose dance yeah so I think that I honestly think that's illegal like I'm pretty sure they have to give you your RESP because it's like whatever yeah there's I think there's like rules behind it I yeah I don't know because it all depends I guess too if it's in your name yeah which it's not okay then yeah they wouldn't legally be obligated yeah so yeah so I feel like there was that pressure I don't know if it would have happened or not but there was definitely a pressure there but 
as of right now, my parents are really supportive of what I'm doing. I guess all three of us can agree that we're pretty good students. And I think like yeah. getting past your parents' grades and all that stuff is a pretty, I mean, a respectable conversation because we're all good students and we put in the work. So in that aspect, they kind of want to support me in whatever I want to do. I think that my, right now, as my, as I said before, my goal is to go to law school. And I think that I'm sticking with that for now, but I, I'm sure that if I was like, I want to live the dream and go do my like occupational therapy degree, they'd be happy with that. Or if I wanted to go back to dance, they'd be happy with that. I so think law by no means is something to be ashamed of going into either. Like, yeah, <laughs> if your parents are pissed that you're going into law, fuck them. No, I think, no, I think they're really supportive of that idea, especially there are a lot of lawyers in my family. So I feel like there's a little bit of a standard to live yeah. up to if I do pursue that career. But I think I can use those people to like also lean on and ask them questions. You know, from that idea, if you if you guys, Charlotte first, mm -hmm. had to choose a profession that wasn't the profession you were deciding to do, like any random profession, just yeah. like if you think it would be fun, what would you choose and why? Okay, so I come from like a family of like our family dinners are the most boring shit in the world. They're all accountants. My both my sisters are CPAs. My brother-in-law's a CPA. His brother's a CPA. His wife's a CPA. All their friends are CPAs. My mom has an econom an economics degree. So like business is like up their alley. And so that was like my pressure was kind of pursuing something relevant to that path. And honestly, like, I can't think of a better fit than, like, my communications degree. But if I wasn't pursuing it, I don't think I would have gone to school. Like, I have really bad learning disabilities. And my whole life, I really struggled. So university was not necessarily, like, my first choice. And it was, like, my parents being like, at least do it for six months so we can cash out your RESP. And then we don't care. And I was like, okay, fair enough. So I'll do it for six months. And I ended up sticking out my first year and sticking out my second year. And I've really like learned with my learning disability, but I wouldn't have gone to school. And I'd probably be pursuing something semi-relevant in like the social media realm, but I wouldn't have gone to school. That's so interesting just to look at someone else and be like, oh, this is specifically what I pegged you for. This is, mm -hmm. you fit this so well, but thinking about the fact that you wouldn't have gone to school is so interesting to me. Because I, I didn't know that beforehand. And, yeah. you know, everyone has a different story about why they go into things and what they want to do. And there should be no reason why they shouldn't want to do or sh shouldn't do what they want to do. Yeah. I think for me, high school was never like school first. It was always like extracurriculars, especially dance. Like I was putting that first all the time. Um, friends were like at the back of the list too. Like it was – it. I didn't really – have a social life, I'd say. Like I did, like I floated, whatever. We talked about that in a previous episode. But I guess when I think about it, the fact that I didn't dedicate myself to school in high school was the reason I wasn't able to pursue the career that I wanted to. Because all my life, I've always wanted to be an athletic therapist, like on a huge sports team. That's like my dream. Because um, I've seen these people impact me. Like I've been like helped and like taught so much by these people like my physios my chiros like everyone even some of my dance teachers who had done their kin degrees like just there's like a lot there that interests me but the fact that I never dedicated myself to school and math and science especially 
because it didn't come easy and I didn't put in the work, it kind of took away that opportunity for me. So if I had the choice to kind of go back and get my shit together, I would probably go back and do that. Um, and I guess a fun job for me would be like to be um, like a sports reporter. I really want to do that. That would be sick. A lot of people in our program, I will note, do want to do that. I know Josh really wants to do yeah. that. He like, would fit shout that out job. Josh. Shout out Josh. Josh. We're shouting you out. Josh. What's Last, that? Worley. Josh Worley. Last episode of this season, you are a number one through this whole thing. You've been so supportive. Yeah. Um, number and one fan. You, yeah, you have honestly pushed us, I think, harder in a way to, like, keep doing this because your feedback is just awesome. We love you. We love you. This is not a sponsorship video, <laughs> Josh Worley, please sponsor us. He's single, by the oh, way. Oh, everyone, oh. shout out, shout out. What's his Instagram? Josh Worley underscore. <laughs> I used to want to be a marine biologist when I was a kid, which is so left field for me. Um, and so I feel like if I were to re-choose a degree, it would be that one. To be fair, though, I did say I sucked at science, yeah. but I do know, like, lots of really random weird facts that I can just, like, pop off my brain that it's like, oh, yeah, like, that was something that interested me at, at one point, and if I weren't to do anything now, it'd be, it'd be that, I think. Saying that, like, raise, like, we're all in who sucked at math and science? Oh, week? absolutely. Fucking you shit. Guys, you guys, I actually took math 10-1, no, 30, no. It's 30-1. Oh, I, I took math 30-1 for four weeks. I wrote two unit tests. Average, 41%. So Shadi dropped the class. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, took dash two, got a flew past that. It was breeze. Way better in dash two than dash one. I yeah. did. I did dash one. I stayed in dash no. one. No. My, well, I know. <laughs> I worked well in high school. So I was like a really big goody goody in high school. Were you a, were you a brown noser? Oh, absolutely. Did you were the title tip. Did you not drink? I no, I drank, but I didn't drink. Did you I didn't smoke? like. I didn't. No, I didn't smoke in high school. Oh. I didn't party in high school very much. Oh. I was like very goody goody. Um, it doesn't mean I was good at math. It just means that I was. <laughs> listen, listen. Just because it was a goody goody does not mean I was good at math. I struggled through that class the entire. I had to, but I applied myself really hard. So I ended up getting like an eighty-five in math and like an eighty-five in chem and stuff. But I think me. that deserves a round of applause <laughs> for Emma. But I would like to say the other week someone asked me how to like what twelve times nine was. <laughs> Wait, you can't even do that one on your hands. No, Kate, no. Did you guys <laughs> wait, wait, that's the 11 trick. Did you? 11. No, that's nine. No, you it's 11. Down. One times 11. No, love, it's nine. It's, it is nine. What is in our near future? Hopefully, hopefully a wedding. Yeah, I'm down to go to a wedding. Not, yeah. Shut up. Charlotte, if Charlotte's not married in five years and we're listening back to this, I can say we'll probably be crying. Something when terribly, wrong. terribly wrong. I can, yeah. Charlotte, I'm gonna be visiting Charlotte. I feel like she's gonna be living on the beaches of Italy and like this little like she's got this really nice white dress and the sun hat and like it's a really gorgeous. Beach. It's fucking Mamma Mia, bitch. She's gonna be living her Mamma Mia life, and I'm gonna text her and I'm gonna be like, I'm doing a story. I'm broke poor. Let me stay at your house, please. <laughs> 
I'll be the lawyer. I'll be like, yeah. you're writing an investigative story. She's like, I'm in big trouble. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> I'm like, Jasmine, you're coming to you. We're all staying in Charlotte. <laughs> so if we were to say five like, years from now. Okay. Yeah. Like, wait, I have something on that, but continue. Well, where do we picture ourselves? Yeah. Jobs and life-wise and anything. Let's talk about it. Five, uh, ten years. Okay. So like kind of touches on what I wanted to say. Like, When I was 18 and I was living in Italy, I think I still have it, actually. I made a to-do list. So, like, my – not my – or, like, my – like, I made a goal list. I made, like, by 25, these are the things I want to achieve. I will say now being three years older, like, that was possibly one of the most damaging things I ever did to myself. Because, like, The fact is you can't plan your life. Like things are just going to happen to a certain degree. And so like where I see myself, I now know is not where I'm necessarily going to be. But yeah, in five years, I see myself married on the beaches of Italy. I don't have kids yet, um, maybe considering it. But yeah, I don't picture myself in Canada. And I picture myself being happy with the person who I'm currently with. And seeing where that goes. But other than that, like, even job expectations, I genuinely have none. Because, like, I just – you got to roll with the flow. I think that just says something to everyone, I guess, is you have no clue where you're going. And that is okay. It is okay to not know what you're going to do and where you're going and what you want to do. And, yeah, like, the fact that you know you want to be married and stuff, but you're not clear on your job, that's fine. And that's fine. And people need to know that. And, Jasmine, what do you what do you see yourself doing in five years? Jess, you going to be married in five years? I was actually just doing the math. So I'll be 24. I'll have finished my degree, hopefully in law school. I really want to try and pursue that. So I hope that that's what I'm doing. And... Pursuing that if I'm not famous. If you guys don't see me on TV the somewhere. Boards. Yeah. On the billboards. And like, not boards. Sportsnet, because I'm better than that. But <laughs> um, somewhere around there. Um, I hope that I'm in a relationship. I hope to have kids by the end of my 20s. So, if I do want kids. Still can't really decide on that one right now. Honestly, I'm going to not lie. Like, I grew up my whole life really, really, really wanting kids. Being a nanny. Being, like... I know parent, like everything, like so drawn to kids. And now as I get older, I'm like, fuck, this world is shit. I don't want to raise kids kids in it. it. I know what you mean. I, my saying is always, I love kids if I can give them back. That makes any (laughs) sense, like to the parents and stuff. I used to, I used to ski coach. So I'm like, I used to take care of kids all day for, you know, multiple weekends on end and stuff. And I love kids, but I don't know yet. And that's okay, too. Like, I know so many people that want kids and so many people that don't want kids. And I'm so undecided on that. I think that's, like, me, too. Like, I think all of us have had experiences with kids. Like, I also – I taught dance to kids. Right. You ski coach. You were an au pair. Like, I think there's a lot there. And I do seriously love children. But I, I'm really scared of, like, being pregnant and actually giving birth. And then, like, what happens if you can't support that child and, like – that's like a big talk, but you know, like it is kind of scary. So right now I'm kind of like, I'm like lenient towards the whole, I'm going to be independent and rich kind of vibe. Like, honestly, that's kind of where I am in my life right now. Yeah. But 
We'll see. I, I don't know if the world needs any mini-me's. Um, no one does, man. I don't know if we could deal with any <laughs> I think um, that would be quite the sight. But I also, like, when I think of, like, my parents, like, I could cry right now thinking of, like, giving them that. Grandchildren. Yeah. Aww. Like, we're, like, actually going to cry right now. But that's a thing. Because I, like, I grew up always wanting a sibling. And because my dad was sick, they couldn't have another kid. It's kind of a miracle baby. So when I think of that and, like, how much I wanted siblings, like, if I gave birth to one kid, I'd want to give birth at least two. My mom and I had this talk. We've had this talk recently because, you know, my mom knows I have sex with people, obviously. <laughs> Can't relate. Cannot relate. <laughs> Cannot relate. But Shout out, Nicole. You be clueless. <laughs> Still um, also not listening to this episode of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I just read that for We're blocking. Phone. We're blocking it. We're like, no. I go on her phone, block pop-ups from, like, happy hour Instagram. <laughs> but, yeah, my mom and I were talking about this recently, and it was like, if you were to have a child right now, I think this is something important important to talk about, is if you were to have a child right now, like, what would you do? And I was like, I would not be able to bring a child into this world currently without fucking that child up. And I know that personally, because I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, I'm not in that stage in my life where I'm ready to do that, to do the whole mom thing. And so, you know. That's where you have to be careful, especially being in university, being young women. And, like, it's an unfortunate reality that, like, you're going to have to fuck your body up and your life up by going on birth control so that you can appease yourself and you can appease society. But also so that, like, you can't potentially not ruin – like, have like have a child and ruin their life. Like, it's so scary to think about at the same time. And like you're in university and it's like, yeah, no, I don't want to have a kid in university. Shout out to the people who do. I was going to say. Holy shit. You, you moms you imp- are bad asses. Impress me every time. I'm like, you're handling university, a job, a child. Like, oh my God, you guys are so fucking amazing. And there's no other way to put it. So I guess, oh, we can. Kind of wrapping it up. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. But um, like. What's what's the future in the next six months look for you guys? Because, like, we've talked long term. We've talked five years from now. But, like, the reality is we just came out of a pandemic. Not out. Like, oh, we I would like to preface it. that. Who has not – and to preface who because everybody always asks this World shit. Health Organization. <laughs> not the who's from fucking Whoville. The world health <laughs> <laughs> the World Health Organization has not yet declared COVID-19 not a pandemic. We are not out of this by any means. The, there, there is a very real potential of a fourth wave. The Delta strain is going around right now. And so, like, this past year and a half has really flipped shit up. And, like, so much in our lives has changed. That's half the reason that we're doing this right now and sitting here all together. But, like, the next six months. I want to be happy. You know what I mean? That's such a cheesy line is to be happy. But like, I feel like over the past year, I've done a lot of self-discovery and a lot of it was like figuring out that I don't need to depend on a relationship to be happy. That is, if there is one thing that I think anybody could have learned out of this, learned, learned out of this pandemic is that like, even, even if you're not constantly happy, as long as 
you do find a rhythm enough to be happy with yourself and not have to rely on somebody else. And I honestly think this isn't like, I like I'm by like I, but like, I totally think it's like a woman feeling dependent on a man is completely different than like a woman feeling dependent on a woman. Like it, it, it there's just a really different dynamic. power balance yeah. maybe. Yeah. Dynamic. And so I think that changes it. So to be happy on your own, like that's such an amazing thing to have learned. Exactly. I don't really like school wise and everything and think it's up in the air and I'm just going to let things flow how they flow. But like, I want to know or not know, but before I get into my next relationship, this is like my biggest kind of goal is to be like happy. And they're only like adding to that. I think that was something Grace had said in one of the past episodes. I agree with what Emma said. Yeah. You're just kind of I don't know. For me, COVID has been a really tough year. I think not only for me, but I went through a lot, like, personally. And I think I also went through things relationship-wise, friendship-wise. And in six months, I hope that I'm happy with who I am. Because I'm really struggling with that. Like, my mental health definitely went to the shitter. Um, But I've been able to lean on people, and I think that that's been the biggest thing. It's like, COVID taught me who my real people are. But I think that in the next six months, I hope I've recovered from what I'm going through. And I hope that I'm back in Calgary. (laughs) And with the people who are good for me. And yeah, I hope I'm applying to law school. (laughs) But yeah, that was deep, but. We need deep shit. We need to, and the thing is we need to be supportive of each other. So it's okay to break down in front of your friends and it's okay to break down in front of anyone. So, and that's like what literally this is founded on, right? Like we're happy hour, we're a place for like, people he's she's and these to come together and feel like they have a space to connect or relax or whatever it is because like university is hard you know everyone talks about high school being hard like university is really fucking hard and as much as you can have the time of your life and you can party and you can have sex with all these random guys that convince you that their uncle is chris stapleton Oh, God. You, like, you go through so much shit. Alone. And you go through so much self-discovery. Okay. And, yeah, it's only shit that you okay. can do alone. It really is only shit that you can do alone to a certain degree. And so, like, for you to open up like that, like, I know it's hard. But, like, thank you. I totally understand, like, going through stuff and not feeling like you're worth it and not feeling like mm-hmm. you're you're okay. And the thing is, I think... We are our own heart, like, we're our own worst critics, and it really sucks that way, because the only mindset that's going to be able to change your mindset is your own. And so, you know, it's important to be able to reach out and to talk to people, and even if you can't talk to people, maybe, like, writing those things down, and, you know, I think the biggest thing is to know that you do have support out there and to know that if you don't have support, there are things that you can reach out to and people you can reach out to, and just because you're not proud of yourself at this point doesn't mean that you will be in the future or won't be. That sounded so, I said that so <laughs> wrong. Wait, wait. But it like, doesn't mean you won't be in the future. Yeah. It doesn't mean that like 
whether it be the next six weeks, whether it be the next six months, whether it be the next six years, it doesn't mean that that you won't be you proud won't, of yourself in the future. And, and the you thing won't is, like get through the things that you're feeling exactly. right now. And I think the biggest thing to say is like, I'm proud of you and I'm proud of you and I'm proud of everyone out there. And I'm like, just want to say that because I think we've all gone through like a lot this pandemic. And I know that I was like crying almost every single day and I didn't think I could speak to anyone, but you know, Insta's out there. If you do ever want to reach out just even for support, like happy to do it. Oh, seriously. We are all happy to support and, you know, jazz shared something really valuable there. And I think that, yeah, I, I want to say I'm proud of you. So I'm so proud of you, Jasmine. But um, yeah, I think honestly, that is a pretty decent note to end off on if you guys feel that. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of a natural conclusion to this yeah. season. I think as much as we're emotional about the past things that we've gone through, we're also emotional about what is coming up for us in this near future. And whether we continue to do another season or not, like Emma said, like, we are all here. Like, we are a community. That's what we're trying to create here. And so, like, if you're struggling, please reach out. We love everybody. Thank you for supporting us. And Yeah, shout out to everyone who listened to this. Shout and if you're unsure about the future, We same. got you. We got you. <laughs> and if you want to be a guest on this show... Hit us up. Hit us up. Okay, that was a confirmation of season two, Jasmine. If season two happens and you want to be on this show, <laughs> then hit us up. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Happy Hour team. Thanks for listening to Happy Hour. I'm Jasmine Krawchuk. I'm Charlotte Holmes. And I'm Emma Boyd. This episode was produced by Charlotte Holmes. Our show theme is from DJ Diamond Dash. That wraps up the first season of Happy Hour. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>